Let's talk being hard on ourselves. I think I'm the perfect example for this because I am very, very hard on myself. So self-critical. Every time I have a thought that, you know, is not positive or even just like, even if it's just like an intrusive thought, something I cannot control, right? It immediately gets me like going down on a spiral about, you know, shitting on myself or having human emotions that are very, very normal. Like, for example, if I miss somebody, you know, I start telling myself, why the fuck do you feel that way? Why are you so pathetic? This is, you know, so sad. You just... Why do you miss people who are bad for you? Like, you never learn. You're so pathetic. I think that. And it's like, why Why are we so hard on ourselves? Like, seriously. I feel like, you know, we often forget that we are humans. And because of all, like... To Like, nowadays, you know, improvement and self-love is so highly preached about. And everyone, almost everyone talks about it. And it's, like, the one thing that everyone strives for. And every time you have a problem and you go to somebody, most of the time, they're going to answer with, oh, you should love yourself and all that. It's always what it all comes down to. But I feel like we forget that with self-love comes self-acceptance and compassion. You know, self-compassion. We are humans. We are not perfect people and we will never be. And, you know, it's okay if you miss that person who made you feel bad. That doesn't make you you know, that doesn't delete all of the other accomplishments and the improvements that you've worked on yourself so hard for. Just because you work hard every day and you're improving and you are slowly loving yourself, um, that doesn't mean that you wouldn't have moments where you're down. It doesn't mean you wouldn't have moments where you fucking miss people who hurt you. That is normal. And I feel like it's so, in a sense, stigmatized when you say something like that. Because then people are like, oh, if you truly love yourself, then why would you miss someone who did you so wrong? But, you know, the world is not black and white. The person might have abused you, might have done a lot of bad things to you. Or they might have just been like, you know... A terrible friend but not really necessarily abuse you and still like that's what people are going to focus on like this is a bad person this is completely terrible and you should not miss them at all and the fact that you miss them means that you do not love yourself but are we forgetting that the good memories and all those other stuff you know like why are we erasing the good parts about that other person and i know i know That some of you are going to say, we tend to try to forget about the positive positive sides 
of the people around us who have hurt us because it's easier to move on that way. If we demonize the people who have hurt us, then it's, like, easier, right? Because if you're mad at them, then, like, you wouldn't have the feeling of, oh, I want to go back to them and all that stuff. And while I agree with that, definitely, definitely do not wallow in pity and, you know, just keep thinking about the good things and the memories and cry about, you know, how much you want to get back with them all the time. Don't do that. But if it does come, you know, and it will, and this intrusive thought of, you know, you might, you might have spent a week of work on yourself and distracting yourself with good things, going to work, going to school, talking with your friends, going to therapy, doing all those really, really positive things. And that's nice. But one day, you might be in the middle of your job, doing your work, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're going to remember something. You're going to see, I don't know, like, I work at a grocery. Well, it's it's not a grocery. Why did I say a grocery? I work at a drugstore. Um, I work at a drugstore, and <laughs> there's, like, you know, obviously food everywhere. And, for example, I see a, a cookie that I know someone I know or someone I knew really loves. So I look at it and I remember them and I remember the time that they told me they liked it. I remember watching them eat it. I remember how good that day was. I remember how nice it felt. And you know what I do whenever that intrusive thought comes to me? I literally just start attacking myself. Like, I'm not human. Like, I'm, like, the enemy. You know, I start, like, in my head, I'm just like, oh my god, Nicole, why are you thinking that way? I can't believe that after all this time, after all the work we've done, you are still thinking about this? Why? Why are you doing that? I'm so disappointed in you. I am so disappointed that you have not completely moved on but the truth is like you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to shit on yourself for having perfectly normal feelings you know and I feel like that I'm so self-critical and I know that I am and I feel that it comes from my mother I'm gonna explain this okay So, my mom is very, very strict, right? I did everything in my power to be the perfect child, have straight A's, study, um, you know, take extracurricular activities at work, not at work, at school, and I would, you know, sing in front of the entire school, dance in front of the entire school, like, for, like, competitions and all that stuff, Or, like, just normal shows. So, I would do all these things, right? And if she ever got mad at me, I wouldn't answer. I would just be, you know, I would just stay quiet. I would be a nice kid. And no matter how hard I tried at being the perfect kid, I could not be, okay? Every now and then, I would mess up, right? I would, you know, I would accidentally, like, not fucking you know, submit a homework or something, right? Or, I don't know, I failed a class because it was too hard for me, right? 
you know, as much as I tried to be straight A's, you know, every now and then there would be like once in a year where I would not do so well. And it probably came from like my mental health too, because if you're too depressed, sometimes it's like hard to even do things that you actually like. And I loved studying. So either way, no matter how hard I tried, all she ever looked at were my mistakes. Imagine having so much good grades, you know, like you're doing so well in all of your classes and you get no support or like, you know, like praise out of it. She just kind of ignores it. She ignores all of that. And then the one time that you fail, she nags at you. She fucking yells at you. She even grounds you. She literally shits on your entire being because you failed the ones. And all of those things that you've done that was positive are just gone. And all that matters is this one moment where you fucking failed. And I feel like living with her and growing up with her in my early teens really affected the way that I act towards myself now. I am a lot like my mom when it comes to these situations. When I catch myself thinking of an ex or a guy that I wanted to date but didn't end up dating, you know, but I missed him. If I think about this, you know, out of nowhere, I'm literally not going to be nice to myself. I'm literally just going to be like, wow, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Nicole, like, you're so pathetic. And it's so sad that you still think about this. It's so sad that you haven't changed at all. Like, you're never going to change. You're never going to get better because you had this, like, five seconds of missing this person eating this fucking cookie because you saw this cookie at your fucking drugstore. Like, it's a crime to feel that way, you know? And I think a lot of you will relate to this because I know a lot of people experience this. We push ourselves too much. Like, I don't know if a lot of people push to be perfect or if that's just me, but I know that we are often self-critical and that's not good you know i i really need to work on my self-compassion you know i care too much about being perfect and i never just sit down with myself and be like you know what you thought about this cookie and i i keep mentioning the cookie but this is just a random you know, this is just a random example. I don't even know anyone who loves, like, a specific cookie. So this is just a random example, but I'm gonna keep using it. So, you know, instead of, instead of me nagging at myself and being like, you're so pathetic, I should just sit down with myself and, and talk to me and be like, you know what, for an entire week, You've been pushing yourself really, really hard. You've done a lot for yourself. You haven't quit your job. You've been talking to your friends. At any time you need help, you call a crisis hotline. You, you know, you vent. You write about it. Um, you make a podcast episode about it. 
you do everything that you know would make you a little bit better and you do productive things instead of just laying down and crying about it or you know you don't go out there and beg these people to come back to you at the very least nicole you have managed to have self-respect even if it's not you know the biggest self-respect in the entire world you still do have it you know you begged this person when they were leaving to stay and then they didn't and what did you do afterwards you didn't call them anymore you didn't text them anymore you didn't show up at their house or their work you didn't do anything else after that you know you begged them once and that was it and that shows that you sort of respect yourself to not you know go around chasing people anymore who don't who no longer want you in their lives and that is okay and that is great that is an improvement because if you look at yourself from last year or from two years ago or any other time that this has happened you would have been begging them constantly to come back to you but you're not anymore and it's fine that now you are feeling this way You're looking at this cookie and you feel like you're about to cry because you remember watching this person eat that fucking cookie and they told you how much they loved it. And you remember thinking to yourself, wow, you're so cute. I love you, you know, as you watch them eat that cookie. And that is fine. The memories don't just go away that easily, you know, like they're always going to be there. But eventually, in a few years, or even in just a few months, when you have another intrusive thought about this specific person, and it's like the same thing, and it's about a cookie, it's not going to hurt as much anymore. And it probably won't even hurt at all. You're probably going to think, wow, oh, this reminds me of A, B, and C, or whatever the fuck his name is. And, wow, you know, I just, this reminds me of this person, and... That's it, you know? It it won't be like a, oh my god, this reminds me of this person and I miss him so much. And I wish I could buy this cookie and show up at his house and feed it to him. And play with his hair. You know, you're not gonna think about that. You're gonna feel, you know, in some sort of way, empty or neutral. And that is great. You know, whatever you're feeling right now, you missing this person, you feeling sad does not make you terrible. It really does not. It really does not make you, you know, unworthy of love, pathetic, stupid. No, it really does not. Whatever you're feeling right now, it will pass. And it always has. Look at all those exes that you've had. You know, look at all those people. You thought you were never going to get over them. And look, you met new people. You made new memories with new people. And some have come back, some didn't. And you're fine. You're still standing. You've learned. You grow. And you're not a bad person for missing somebody. It it really, like, that's what I should be telling myself. Instead of you're fucking pathetic because really really look at this 
why, like, how does it help for me to be self-critical? It doesn't. It really just halts my, my own growth. Because if I don't accept that I'm human and I have these fucking normal feelings, I really go down this dark path of, if I had this intrusive thought, I'm going to shit on myself and I'm going to shit on myself continuously the entire day and next day and the next day after that and I'm just going to get so fucking depressed because somehow I failed that one time and that's not good. So for anyone who's feeling this way and for, for anyone who relates, I think that, you know, as much as I should pr- like practice it, you guys also should. Another thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, having made a decision that you knew was good for yourself, but everyone else disagreed with you. But after you've made that decision, you've, you've done it, you've done this action, afterwards you feel so much better about yourself and you go around and tell everyone who who thought it was a bad idea you tell everyone that it worked well and some of them still leave some of them still hate you for what you've done even though it actually ended well for you it actually gave you some sense of you know um positive feeling like it helped you grow in a sense it helped you move on and in the last episode i talked about that i talked about this and you know in the last episode all i did was you know i mainly blamed myself and said i was you know i was i did something bad and i feel so bad about it and i'm a, i'm a terrible person and i don't let myself be happy But I think what I forgot to focus on is that how do I truly feel, you know? Why do I think I'm a terrible person for doing that? Is it because it hurt me or is it because it hurt others? And why does it matter if it hurt others? Sometimes self-love comes with being a little bit selfish you know you can't please everyone around you and the fact that you know i talked to my ex and had closure for my own well-being and my my own mental health and as much as it hurts people around me it hurts my friends and it hurts everyone else i in the end it was good for me because like if i hadn't done that I would still be, to this day, thinking, maybe I still love him. Maybe I will never move on. Maybe all I'm doing is distracting myself and pushing all these emotions and the romantic feelings I have for him down the drain, but they're going to get clogged and they're going to come out one day and they're going to, like, splash all over the fucking sink, okay? And... That's how I always felt for an entire month. But then I got that closure. And then, fuck, I, 
I'm fine and I'm free. And I feel that, you know, when you do things that are good for you and people disagree with is a time where you grow in some sort of way, you know, because you did something for yourself and you it's a step closer to being your very authentic self. It really is. It's a step closer because would you really want to live your entire life, you know, like a chess piece? People just move you around and you only take the steps that the majority would love. Is that really what matters? Is that really what you want to do? Is it everyone's life or is it just yours? Would you really want to suffer and think about your ex and wonder if you still love him every night? Or would you rather get that closure and find out this entire time that wasn't the truth? That I'm not actually still in love with this person. I was just afraid that I couldn't move on. But I already did. And I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that sometimes making selfish decisions are for the better. You know? Obviously, don't go around on a killing spree and start shooting schools. But, you know... If it's something that is good for you, and even if it hurts others, you should do it, you know? As long as it's reasonable. As I said, don't go around killing people. I'm not advocating for that. But, like, as I was saying, I feel a little bit better now. Like, I I may be sad, And I feel lonely because I lose people for doing what's right for me. And yes, it becomes really bad sometimes when I have a bad day at work, for example. Or if something goes wrong in my life and there's nobody to call. That sucks. It truly does. But when you look at it in like, you know, a brighter perspective, um... Wouldn't it be so much better to be around people who will accept you for who you truly are and understand you, listen to you, and communicate with you? Try their hardest to understand why you would do something so stupid that they don't agree with, but that is is good for you, that you think is good for you. Why would you do something like that? Wouldn't that be a better friend than someone who would just leave you because you did something that they didn't agree with? And again, I'm very, like, I'm talking about this very loosely, you know. Obviously, if your friend's a racist or a sexist or something like that, then, like, it makes sense for you to move away from them. That makes sense. But in my in my case, which is very personal, you know, it was just me getting a closure from an ex. And that's not, you know, I feel like 
you know, everyone is different. So everyone has their own deal breakers. And I understand that. But to me, I don't think that's a deal breaker. I really don't. It was a risk I had to take. Granted, maybe it wouldn't have worked out. Maybe if I maybe if I had answered it and then I had feelings for my ex and it actually made me spiral down and probably relapse and want to go back to him. Yes, I would understand people's reactions. But right now, I truly don't. <laughs> because it ended well for me. And again, it was an a part of my life and information that I didn't have to tell everyone around me. I really didn't owe anyone an explanation. I didn't owe anyone this information. I didn't have to tell anyone about this. But I, I came to these people sharing this, you know, this incident, telling them what happened and being completely honest. But, you know, I did it for a reason. I had good intentions behind it. And if it's not, it's not good for them and they can't handle it, I understand. So... In the end, I I, I talked to a, a crisis line last night because I was really lonely and I didn't have anyone to talk to. But I had to, you know, voice my thoughts because it was killing me. And so in the middle of the conversation, um, we kept talking about it. And then we got to like a conclusion in the end where, you know... I said, I lost two people who are very important to me. A friend of mine and someone I'd consider someone I love. Someone I really care about. You know, I mean, I also love my friend, but not in that way. So these two people, I lost them because I told them that I answered my ex and we had a talk so that was really hard on me but in the end I found myself I lost two important people but I found myself and I think that's what matters you know if I hadn't done this I would still be so lost I would be so lost. I would still have this heavy weight on my back carrying this pain from my breakup and thinking I fucking love this guy. You know, I fucking love my ex still. I would be carrying that weight. But I don't anymore. And isn't that great? Isn't that great? And like, I shouldn't be shitting on myself for this either. There is no room for self-critical in this situation. And I am very thankful for the friends that I have who had stayed, who listened to me and understood me. And some of them 
even looked at me like I was crazy. Not because, oh, you're crazy, you talk to your ex. But you're crazy because you thought I was going to leave you for doing something good for yourself. What? Like, yes, I know you, Nicole. You make bad decisions all the time. But, like, this bad decision actually led to something good. And you had good intentions behind this bad decision. So, in the end, I cannot fault you for that. And I'm not going to leave you because of this. Like, what the fuck? Like, our friendship doesn't rely on this. Our friendship does not rely on whether you answer your ex's call or not. Like, who gives a shit? I'm friends with you for a different reason. I'm friends with you for you. I'm friends with you because I enjoy being friends with you. I am not your fucking therapist. I'm not going to get mad at you because you answered your ex's call. That does not work for me. And even, I mean, technically your therapist shouldn't be mad at you if you made bad decisions. And I don't think I've ever had, like, a therapist who was, like, mad at me. I did, I did have it once. I had one male therapist. I've always had female therapists. And I had this one guy therapist who, like, shat on me so much for making bad decisions. I did not enjoy that. I left. I left abruptly and didn't tell him anything. And why I left, I just, like, hated it. Uh, anyways, we're going to talk about that soon. Well, not that soon, actually. It's going to be a future episode. Not yet. My point is, if you want to do something that you think will make you feel better, don't tell other people, maybe. <laughs> or, um, if you do tell them and they react badly, just fuck it. Do it anyways. You know, do it anyways. They want to leave, they can leave. Like, what can you do about it? Like, sure, you're going to get sad. You're going to get depressed. And you're going to miss these people. But you got to do what you got to do, you know? Like, seriously. But yes, let's go back to, you know, another part of self-compassion, I guess, um, that I wanted to talk about. I think... Sorry if I sound, like, different all throughout the episode, because sometimes I lay down, sometimes I sit down, sometimes I lay down. I don't know. I just switch around. Anyways, I think I've reflected on this, and I think when I'm so focused on what other people think around me, when I'm so focused on making other people happy instead of myself, um... I forget to literally listen to my own thoughts. It gets so bad that, like, throughout the day, I almost feel like I don't have any thoughts. Like, no thoughts, head empty. But, like, I really just spend my days thinking about my friends, my recent romantic interest or romantic partner, um, you know, I think about my coworkers. I think about my family, I think about, um, celebrities that I look up to, but I don't really have ever 
an internal conversation with myself in my head. And I kind of miss that, you know? And I think when I'm forced to be alone and isolated when everyone leaves me, well, right now, you know, obviously I still have friends, so I'm still good. I still have a support system. Don't worry about it. So I'm fine. But, um, you know, for me, like, I, when I'm actually, like, forced to be alone and for, like, long periods of time, and I'm not just saying, like, a week, I'm saying more than that. I think slowly but surely, I start to have a conversation in my head. Like, I slowly start to become best friends with myself again. Instead of, like, being best friends with my current romantic interest or my boyfriend. Whatever, you know? Being best friends with another person. I think it feels so nice when I am best friends with myself. Because, let me give you a scenario. My boss yells at me for something stupid. You know, I'm gonna... If I have, like, a romantic interest, I will literally go cry in the bathroom, call them, and rant to them about what happened, and seek validation from them. And ask, you know, what they think about it, and maybe ask them to see me, comfort me, hold me, make me feel better, and while, while that's, you know, that could be healthy, that is all right, it's fine to call your family or your partner, whoever it may be, your friends, it's fine to do that, but to do it every, every time you have, like, a minor inconvenience, and inconvenience in your life is so, so unhealthy, and that's what I find doing most of the time if I you know, if I have someone around me, if I, if I have a favorite person in my life whose opinion I care about so much, I find myself doing that. And therefore, you know, when they're finally gone, when they leave, and they always do, when they leave, I am left with feeling so fucking lonely when Let's say they leave, and then the next day, my boss yells at me. What do I do? I cannot call them. They're not a part of my life anymore. It sucks, doesn't it? And I'm just gonna start feeling super lonely, but then I forget the fact that I'm not actually technically alone, you know? Like, I know being alone means, like, you're by yourself, but, like, technically... I still have myself, and that's what matters. Does that make sense? Like, technically, yes, he's not there anymore. I can't call him if I have my boss yell at me. But I can go to the bathroom, cry, and then have a conversation with myself in my head and be like, Nicole, why are you crying? And I'll be like, my boss yelled at me. Why did she yell at you? Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't fucking, what's a good example of what I would do? Um, I probably didn't sign out or something. I don't know what she would yell at me about. 
um, or I forgot to do something important, whatever, and I, I'm gonna tell myself, hey, like, listen, I understand that you did that, and it was a mistake, but you know, you're a nice person, you have genuinely good intentions with people, and you know, you forgetting to sign out or you forgetting, you know, that a product doesn't cost, like, fucking $3 and actually costs, like, you know, $10. I don't know. Like, you forgetting a simple thing, and it's probably not simple, but, like, at the end of the day, it's smaller than you. It's smaller than you. You making a mistake does not define you as a person. You making this mistake, Nicole, does not make you a fucking failure. And maybe you have days where you will make several mistakes constantly. Again and again and again. For a week straight. You're probably going to start thinking, fuck, I can't do anything right. I'm a fucking failure. I can never be perfect. But you know what? Every now and then, people have, people have their moments where they just keep making mistakes. Of like, you know, I forgot my keys, I forgot to sign out at work, I didn't cook, I didn't do my chore, I didn't pay this, this bill, and da 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 I, you know, I missed my bus because I thought it was, you know, coming at this time, I fucked up, like, all these little things, when they start accumulating, you're gonna feel bad about yourself, but like, look at, look at it logically, why do you keep messing up? And don't answer me with, I'm a failure. That's why I keep messing up. No. Listen to your body. How do you feel physically? I feel sick. I'm tired. I'm not like sick, like I'm ill or like I have, you know, fever or anything. I'm just tired. Why are you exhausted, Nicole? I don't know. No, you do. Why are you exhausted? Um, I recently lost people who are important to me. And losing them makes me so tired and I'm trying my best. There you fucking go. Maybe you just need a fucking break. Maybe you're failing so much because you're trying too hard. Maybe if you tried a little less hard and you were a little less hard on yourself. And you chilled a little bit more. You know? Don't overthink every single thing that you do. Just hold yourself as if you're holding your favorite person. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your actual best friend. If your best friend comes to you one day, you know, let's say you have a best friend, and... Let's call her Anna, for example. Anna comes to you and she's like, Nicole, I've been messing up for like the entire week. I can't do anything right. I'm such a failure. I should fucking kill myself. What will you tell Anna? Yeah, you're a fucking failure. You should kill yourself. No, you're not going to say that. No, you're not. You're literally going to go and be like, you know, I'm going to give you a hug. You're not a failure in my eyes. I think you're such a strong person, Anna. You're doing everything in your power. You are not a perfect human being. But but that doesn't make me love you any less. I think 
that you're tired because you push yourself too hard and you think you need a break, come on, we're going to stop thinking about how much of a failure you think you are. We're going to go outside. We're going to drink a fucking matcha bubble tea. We're going to eat a matcha fucking cheesecake or whatever. We're going to spoil you, okay? We're going to spoil you and we're going to reward you for all the work that you've done on yourself and in your life. And that's what you deserve. You don't deserve to cry in your bed, you know, to pull your hair out, to slap yourself or bang your head against a wall, to, you know, drink your pain away. You don't deserve that. You deserve pampering. You deserve care. And that's all that matters. That's what you're going to tell Anna. So if you... If you're going to tell Anna all of that, why can't you tell that to yourself when you're the one going through it? You see what I mean? Why can't you do that? I know the answer is because you hate yourself. I know. I hate myself too. But, you know, the topic today is self-love. So... You know where I'm getting at? Don't fucking, you know, don't fucking do this anymore. You know, stop. Stop it. And I know it's easier said than done. And I am like the perfect example for that. Look at me. You know, I'm so hard on myself. But yeah, um, I don't know. I just keep talking in circles and I lose track of my own thoughts. But My point is, um, I think it's really important to still be yourself's best friend. Even if you're in a relationship, or even if you're not in a relationship and you're just kind of seeing someone and they're important to you, or you're not in a relationship at all, but you have like a best friend that's close to you, you should still be the number one person. You should still be your best friend. Because, you know, anyone in this life can hurt you, even the closest people to you. Most of the time, they're, they're literally the first ones to hurt you anyways. But my point is that for me personally, when I'm in a relationship, I completely forget my own thoughts. I completely lose myself, I, my own being, and I don't have a... I don't have communication with myself anymore. And everything I do, the only opinion, like, whose only opinion matters is, is there, is theirs, you know, like, whoever I'm dating, they matter, not me. But there would come a time where, you know, something like texting my ex or calling him. Or maybe seeing him. I don't know. Something like that. Right? Would happen. Or um, maybe maybe like someone asked me out. Right? Like someone completely like different. And is not my ex. Someone completely new. And I went out with them. But I'm not in a relationship. You know... It, like, this is all hypothetical. If, like, that happens, um, 
And I know that my best friend would say no to that or, you know, the guy I'm currently, like, talking to but not really in a committed relationship with would feel bad about that. You know, all I would think about is, like, fuck, I'm a terrible person because I went out with someone else, you know, but... I would completely forget to tell myself, Nicole, you're not in a committed relationship. This guy doesn't give a shit. Or, I mean, he probably does. But this guy that you're currently talking to did not give you any rules that, oh, you cannot, you know, see other people. Or, you know, you cannot answer an ex's call. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. He didn't. And he doesn't own you. Because you're not in a relationship and you have every right to see whomever. That's fine. And, you know, I forgot to tell myself that. I mean, I kind of knew, but I was more focused on how this other person felt than me. Like, how do I feel? How do I feel being, you know, like, how do I feel talking to someone I I care so much about and I want to be with, but then I can't have them? How do I feel about that? Don't I feel sad? Don't I feel like I want attention? Or like, don't I feel like, I want some sort of affection or some sort of love. Don't I feel like I deserve that? And maybe, I don't know, going out with someone would make me feel a little bit better. I don't know if that's coming out the way it's, it is in my head. But it's like, I truly forgot about Nicole. <laughs> I truly did. And... That's bad. And what I'm trying to tell you guys, honestly, this entire time, we're talking for almost an hour, but it's just love yourself first. Okay? And when people do you wrong, and mm, people will, you know, it's really important to stand your ground. Boundaries that you have to set you should set them. You should have a list of things you will accept and things you won't accept. And that's it, you know? That's very important. Because if you lose your boundaries, if you don't even have any, if you don't even know what your boundaries are, people are going to step all over you. You're going to feel bad and you wouldn't understand why. And if you do, if you do have boundaries and you're not setting them properly, or if you're just constantly, you know, letting people do whatever to you, it's just not going to be good. At the end of the day, you're going to come home and you're going to feel like shit. Making other people happy should not be the first priority making yourself happy should be so i i guess that's all i have to say
I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead because I feel like I'll probably go in circles and keep saying the same thing over and over again. So I think I'm gonna stop here. And once again, I hope that it helped you guys. Um, you know, that's that's all I'm really doing this for. Aside from you know, it's therapeutic to talk. Um, I would have just, you know, I would have just talked to myself and recorded these things and kept them in my phone instead of posting them online if I truly didn't want to help other people, right? But I do, and I hope that listening to me, you know, helps you guys. And I know that You came here, well, most of you came here because, you know, it's a trauma dumping podcast where it's entertaining to laugh at my mistakes or maybe cry about it. But, um, I also like to help, you know, share my wisdom. And yeah, that's about it. I, at the end of the day, I'm just a 20 year old who went through a lot of fucked up shit and is just going about her life, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. (laughs) Um, anyways, I hope you guys have a good day, and once again, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I truly appreciate it, and yeah, bye!